0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of of the common, uh, I guess you could say, like, really innocent mistakes that I hear as a priest is, especially at a funeral, is, well, that person's in a better place. That person's in a better place. We say that all the time. Now, I say that it's an innocent mistake because, of course, as Catholics, we have this uh, great desire, and we have this hope, and we have this faith that God is merciful, and that God desires all to be in heaven. However, we oftentimes, when we do that, we forget how important it is for us to continue to pray for those who've gone before us. Many of us forget that there is actually a place called purgatory. Sometimes, we, we think that purgatory is just kind of like some, I don't know, made-up place. Like the Catholic Church just made that up. Some people think that, uh, you know, it's not in the Bible, so it's not real. Some of us, we believe that it's real, but we think that it's only for like really, really bad people. We don't quite understand the concept and the reality and the reason behind purgatory. Purgatory is something that the church has always believed, and believe it or not, it is in the Bible, and it's in today's gospel. Today, in today's gospel, this is where the church actually uses its scriptural foundations for its belief in purgatory. The church, from the very beginning, within the first 100 to 200 years, the church and the people, Christians, Catholics, believed in purgatory. You'll actually see it in the life of, of one of the, uh, the, 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 uh, the martyrs of the church. In the first 200 years, there was a saint. Her name was Saint Perpetua. Saint Perpetua was killed in the Colosseum. Now, before she was killed, when she was uh, in prison, she was having uh, visions of her, of her younger brother who had passed away. And she kept seeing her brother in a lot of pain. She kept seeing her brother uh, like in this, looked like a desert. And he was really hungry and he was thirsty and he he was in a lot of pain. He was disfigured. So God told her, pray for him. So what she did was she fasted and she prayed for days. After like four or five days, after almost a week of sacrificing and praying for her brother, she saw another vision and she saw her brother all of a sudden looking healthy and no longer in a desert with being thirsty and hungry, but seeing him in this beautiful place with beautiful like greens and flowers and, and finally at peace. Now, this is in the very, very beginning of the church. This is even before there was what we know the Bible today, even before the Bible was even put together. So we have to understand that it's not up for us to take a scripture verse and to interpret it the way that we want. We need to look at how did the earliest Christians interpret the Bible. Well, this is how the earliest church has interpreted the Bible. Today, Jesus talks about purgatory. He says very clearly that if you don't make peace with your brother, then then the judge or the officer is going to throw you into a prison until you've paid every last penny. So What is Jesus talking about? He's talking about purgatory. Well, why? Well, he's not talking about the eternal punishment because if you think about it, what what punishment is Jesus talking about because he already paid the price for sin, correct? I mean, he went on the cross. So what is he really talking about today? What payment is Jesus talking about today, if he's already paid the price? See, as Catholics, this is where we need to know our theology. We need to understand how to interpret Scripture. Jesus paid the eternal punishment. The eternal consequence to sin was hell. Jesus paid that. However, there is still something called temporal punishment due to sin. The temporary consequences of our actions. There are side effects. Today, if a spouse cheats on their spouse, they may forgive their spouse. However, the side effects, the emotional, the mental, and the physical side effects that come, they don't just disappear because one person forgave the other. There still is a lot of work to be done to bring healing, to bring order to bring that relationship into right relationship. Another uh, another analogy that we could use is, I could break your window. You can forgive me for breaking your window. However, even though you forgave me, that window still needs to be repaired. When you and I sin, what we don't understand is that we are, we are not just affecting god and ourselves we're affecting the whole entire world we're affecting the whole entire body of christ and we are hurting our relationship with god and it's not just a matter of like i did this well no there are side effects that come with that there are jesus says that when we sin in another part of the gospel in the gospel of john he says that when we sin we become a slave to sin Meaning that when we commit an act of sin, it becomes a part of us. It becomes, it tries to personify us. We begin to become addicts to that sin. We become addicted to that behavior. Some of us have a chronic behavior of lying. Some of us have the chronic behavior of gossiping, swearing. You fill in the blanks for all of us, right? We've all got something. What we don't realize is that when we commit this sin, there is a domino effect. It's a domino effect. And so there is still a temporal punishment. There's a reparation that needs to be done. If I gossip or if I swear or if I, if I, if I tell a lie, sometimes you get caught up when you lie, don't you? You get caught up. Well, guess what? You can be forgiven, but there are consequences. There is still a temporal punishment that needs to be taken care of. Many of us today, we don't actually take responsibility, nor do we actually make reparation, repairing of the sins that we commit. And that's why when we go to confession, the priest will give you a penance. The purpose of the penance is to say, Lord, I've recognized the ways that I have hurt my relationship with you, and now Lord, I'm going to make some sort of repairing. I'm going to try to repair this relationship with you to show you that I love you. When we don't do that, we end up in purgatory. Purgatory is is not a bad thing, my brothers and sisters. It's a beautiful thing because I look at purgatory, I kind of, I compare it to rehab. A person who is addicted to a substance, when they go to rehab, it takes sometimes months, if not years, to be purged of all of the desires and the addictions and the thoughts, the intrusive thoughts that come in, that lead a person to do that kind of behavior. And oftentimes, the detox is so painful. It's so painful to the point where the person vomits and they shake because they're, they're being purged. They're, all of those weeds inside of them are being pulled out of them. When we don't realize, is that, I, look, I just say it this way, I think it's a beautiful way of looking at it, that, that purgatory is our rehab. It's our rehab from sin. It's our rehab from the false gods that we worship and that we become entangled with, that we become wired to. When we go to purgatory, all of the wiring that we have that's connected to the sins and the things of this world, God, when we go to purgatory, He's rewiring us back to Himself. And so purgatory is a beautiful gift. It's a gift of God's mercy. That God doesn't want us to, to perish in hell. He wants us, however, to come before Him with nothing else but Him. How can we think and assume that me being angry with my brother, or, or having a grudge, or having lustful thoughts, how can we think that we can stand before God Himself with all of this going on in our hearts? It cannot be doesn't work that way. So God allows us to go to purgatory to be purged, to be cleansed, kind of like a, 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 a diamond or a piece of gold that goes into the fire to come out nice and shiny. God allows souls to go to purgatory. Now, I'm going to tell you something that you may disagree with or you may be shocked to hear. Now, I'm not God, But I would say that majority or a lot of our loved ones that have gone before us who we assume are just in heaven right now probably are in purgatory. And they need our prayers. They need our sacrifices. They need us to pray and to offer masses for them. But we've forgotten that because all we do is just assume that they're in heaven. Souls who are in purgatory they're in pain. There is a pain. Now, there was a, a saint. Her feast day was yesterday. And her name is St. Veronica Giuliani. St. Veronica Giuliani is one of the most incredible, most powerful mystics of the whole entire church. She actually experienced the passion of Jesus in herself, in her body, 33 times. Okay? She actually Every single night she would visit purgatory. God would literally take her to purgatory. Mary would take her to purgatory and she would see the souls in purgatory suffering in the flames of being purged from everything that is not of God. And so God asked her, you see these souls that are suffering in purgatory? Will you become a victim? Will you accept the difficulties of life? and become a victim, take on their pain and their suffering to relieve them, to release them into heaven? She said yes. And guess what? Through her sacrifices and through her penances, she took them upon herself and she offered them to God. And guess what? She actually emptied out purgatory three times she emptied out purgatory meaning she all of the souls in purgatory at that time literally were released and went into heaven wow you and i my brothers and sisters we have the ability we have opportunities all throughout our day the misfortunes that come throughout our day they're beautiful ways of which one we can make reparation for our own sins and another, another way of looking at it is doing our purgatory here on earth and then also to pray for those who've gone before us so that in their purgatory they can be relieved. So in the gospel today, Jesus talks about this, these 18 people, these 18 people that uh, this tower just fell on them. It was a misfortune. It fell on them. Oftentimes, misfortunes happen in our life. Things that crazy things happen to us pain and suffering the woman who's been bent over for 18 years she's ill for 18 years illnesses pain suffering family problems paper cuts sitting in traffic the smallest to the biggest things are ways in which god is allowing these things to happen to purify our souls so that we could become one with him to purify us, to detach us, to purge us from the things of the world, to become one with Him. However, we waste those opportunities by, by, by complaining and being angry with God and blaming God and blaming other people. Instead of saying, Lord, I accept this. I offer this to you, Lord, for the souls in purgatory, for my, for my grandparents who are in purgatory, or even for my own sins. I'll give you a, a testimony of my own personal life. Two months after I got ordained, my mother was uh, diagnosed with stage four cancer. I don't know if you guys remember this or if you heard this before. And I, was, I wanted to go down that route of like being angry with God. Like, Lord, I gave my life to you as a priest and now you're going to take my mom? I wanted to get angry with God. I wanted to make myself a victim and say, like, poor me. Then I really thought about it. I realized, I thought about all of my sins, and I thought, Lord, if I were to put all of my sins together, the pain of my mother going through cancer is really nothing in comparison to all of the sins and all of the ways that, Lord, I've offended you. It's nothing, really. It's nothing. And so, as difficult and as painful and as angry as I was, I said, Lord, I offer this For the souls in purgatory, I offer this, Lord, for my own purification, for my own sins. And I offer this, Lord, even for those who I'm going to come in contact with in my ministry. Like, Lord, take this pain of my mother and my own pain. And Lord, use it and bring relief to those who I'm going to come in contact with in my ministry. And I know for a fact, I know for a fact that so, I've seen so many breakthroughs in my priesthood, so many beautiful graces in my priesthood, and I know that the Lord used the pain of that situation for the relief of others. And the Lord can and wants to do the same for us today. So whatever pain, suffering, difficulties, trials that we're going through today, don't see them as misfortunes, but see them as opportunities to be purified, to be purged. For ourselves and for those who are in purgatory today. So that one day we can appear before God, not with lust, not with anger, not with pride, but to be appear before Him, purged completely, to be pure and one with Him. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.